like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Matthew Sanangelo on the line, and he is a commercial banking specialist over at Direct Solar Capital. Uh, Matthew, welcome to the show. All right, thanks for having me. Um, really a pleasure to be here. Um, really like the opportunity to you know, elaborate on my career and see if I can you know, providing insights uh, you know, to any, anyone out there um, listening to this podcast and um, just kind of elaborate on kind of like what I do for a living and how I got um, into this field. Awesome. Uh, so, Matthew, let's just uh, – I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Direct Solar Capital. Let's just get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started really in your career and in business? Okay. Um, you know, short end of a long story is uh, – while attending the University of Arizona, um, I actually um, formed my own LLC and started selling, you know, life insurance, um, annuities, and just did more of like estate planning and retirement planning uh, while, you know, getting my, my bachelor's degree. Um, after, you know, graduating from the University of Arizona, I sold health insurance for ADP, it's the largest payroll company in the world. Um, after that, uh, I became an agency development manager for Unum um, and Colonial Life. It's uh, one of the largest insurance carriers in the world. So I was in charge of kind of uh, um, developing the, the southwest, or, um, southern part of Arizona, and helping retain their current clients and originate new business for, for Unum and Colonial Life. Um, after that, I wanted to move into the Phoenix marketplace and get away from the insurance industry. So I got into commercial lending and um, equipment financing. I initially took a role with Balboa Capital. Um, that's where I started out in this industry. I did very well there. I um, did three transactions uh, within my first three months in excess of uh, $400,000 with a molding machine, a medical device, and a, um, a fuel tanker truck. And then after that, it just kind of took off from there. Um, I you know, became fascinated with just how much companies do spend on their equipment um, and how I can be a resource for them to kind of like expand their business operations and um, the end goal of uh, increasing their profitability and their bottom line. Um, so with any sort of equipment financing, uh, Section 179 of the IRS tax code allows any business to um, deduct up to $2.5 million in equipment acquisitions in a given calendar year and also can depreciate or uh, amortize uh, another million dollars of um, equipment within a year as well. So that's 3.5 total if you take into account acquisitions and depreciation. So one way to think about it is if a company has an overall revenue of, let's say, like $10 million in one year, one calendar year, um, <clears throat> before they're filing taxes in the fourth quarter, they might look at that and say, wow, we, you know, have, we, we've made $10 million. 
Um, that that company who made ten million is going to have to pay ten million dollars in taxes. Now, with the way the tax code works, if let's say this is a cement company, um, they might not need cement mixers at that time. Um, however, you know, given that the year is about to end, they might buy you know, a few cement mixers simply for the tax benefit of it. Even though they don't need it now, they might, they're gonna need it in April, so they might as well buy it in, let's say, in November or, or December and take advantage of those tax benefits. Um, so let's say they, they bought $2.5 million worth of cement mixers. Now that company, they just increased their assets by 2.5 million, but they also decreased their taxable income by 2.5 million. So they got a lot of equipment and also are paying $2.5 million less in taxes because of it. So it's um, somewhat of an interesting, I don't want to call it a tax loophole because I do think it is um, important and imperative for you know the government to kind of incentivize companies to you know utilize their funds on equipment or machines or um, any sort of, it could even be you know information technology. Any, anything that's going to help the business business operations, um, I think that you know <clears throat> if it's contributing towards the business's success and it's it's you know overall bottom line, then that's a business expense. So even if when you're financing something, um, the principal plus the interest is considered a tax write-off because of Section 179. So if a company <clears throat> Were to have, let's say, um, you know, so so Matthew, so Matthew, yeah, um, let's sorry, let's sorry. switch it up a bit. Uh, I want to get more into what you're doing over at Direct uh, Solar Capital. So yeah, how, yeah, are you there, how, <laughs> how are you currently? How are you? currently helping your clients? So um, yeah, well, I was trying to explain what. Because of the tax benefits, a lot of companies are looking into renewable um, energy and, and solar in general, um, you know, from the, the eco standpoint, but also from a cost benefit analysis. Um, with Direct Solar, Direct Solar America is one of the largest distributors of, you know, solar panels in the United States, and they have a commercial division that's fairly large. I also find other solar companies um, who are essentially vendors or suppliers of these solar panels and who you know, supply them to um, businesses. Now, when a business acquires any sort of like solar or renewable energy, it's going to reduce their fixed costs, um, their utility bill. Let's just say that, that that cuts their utility bill in half. You know, that's tremendous. I mean, that's going to definitely have a profound impact on the company's bottom line. Now, at the same time, if they're able to finance it and by doing so not deplete their cash flow and also not, you know, tap their lines of credit with a respective bank, um, not only are they going to reduce their their overhead, their fixed costs of just, you know, electricity, but they're also going to get the same tax benefits that I was discussing before. Um, a lot of these projects are upwards of $5 million. So if you're able to you know, cut a check for $5 million, I mean, God bless you. Um, that's great that you can reduce your utility costs that much and, you know, save uh, $2.5 million in, uh, as a business expense um, by, you know, acquiring the solar panels. But if you, you know, don't have that capacity to do that and you don't have the cash flow to support it, um, direct solar capital was a, 
a way of allowing these companies to still get their solar panels to, re to reduce their utility costs and increase to, to make it a more uh, sustainable company that's good for the environment, but it's also good for their bottom line. And it gives them an option of financing this so that their you know, cash flow isn't depleted for the other company's operations. The lines of credit with their bank isn't tied up. They're able to finance these solar panels with um, a capital company, a commercial lender, um, and you know, assume the tax benefits while also you know, reducing their fixed costs like I've been talking about. And most importantly, making this, the world a more eco-friendly place. Uh, I think any business, it's kind of like a no-brainer. If you have a large warehouse, large commercial built, large commercial building, or um, anything that you could put solar on, I mean, why not? Um, it's a little bit tricky in the residential field because it's um, you, you can't just write off on your taxes that you put solar panels on your house. Um, and a lot of banks don't like to finance this on the commercial end because they say they look at their portfolio and they'll say, look, we have five buildings. All five of these buildings have all these solar panels on them, and they have no way of really putting a finite dollar amount on like what that actually is. I mean, the business owner obviously knows that their utility bill is less and they're paying less in taxes, so they know the value of it. But a bank can't really put a, a dollar sign on how much these um, <clears throat> these buildings are worth because of the solar panels being put on them. So as a result, they do not like to finance those for for businesses, which is pretty poor form because they're very expensive pieces of equipment and they are good for the environment. So um, I have a pretty extensive background in you know commercial lending and equipment financing. So I thought this would be a route of you know, doing the exact same thing, still dealing with very um, high dollar amount pieces of equipment. That, you know, I could provide funding for for businesses to expand their operations and help them grow, but also, um, you know, provide financing or something that's going to help our environment and make the world more sustainable. No, that's awesome. And so, Matthew, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information uh, or to connect, what's the best way for them to reach out? Um, you can reach me just at you know Matt Sa at direct solarcapital.com. Um, you can also reach me on my email address. Uh, I have two that I check pretty frequently, one being MRS348 at G period Harvard period EDU, and the second being um, M San Angelo at my MY period GCU period EDU. Um, I did a online uh, pre-MBA course with Harvard Business School where I was given a credential of readiness. Um, I was given 15 um, undergraduate units, took three classes from Harvard Business School professors and uh, visited the campus and took my finals there. Um, currently, I am in an MBA program at Grand Canyon University. Um, and because of that uh, coursework I did complete at Harvard Business School. I was given a, a scholarship. I was uh, automatically admitted. I didn't have to pay an application fee. I didn't have to you know, take the GMAT or the GRE. Um, and my brother is, ironically enough, a professor there. Um, he's a mergers and acquisitions attorney. 
Um, so, I mean, he's a professor there. I'm an MBA candidate there. And I really want to expand my knowledge in academia as well um, with this new role. Um, I thought that it would be very valuable to to learn how, you know, to make a lot of money. Um, but I guess in essence, be a, a, conscience, a conscience capitalist. I mean, someone who wants to move the needle, someone who wants to have high levels of production, someone who wants to have lots of you know financial stability and success, but also someone who is going to you know look out for the greater good and you know op um, operate their businesses or um, perform the tasks within their company in such a way that it's not only you know good for their bank account but it's good for um, for society alike. That's awesome. Um, well, hey, Matthew, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more about your background and also the great work you're doing. Uh, and to the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Matthew, thanks again for coming on the show.